And there we go. We're recording. All right. Episode two underway. Yeah. We can start with some hot Uncle Drew talk. Hot Uncle <laughs> Drew talk. Let's hold on. I got to do one more thing because I think we're on. We'll see what this, if this switches ever. This is supposed to switch. We got a whole system here that's, uh, it's working questionably. So you do, you have a really intense setup for a home podcast. For home like you podcast. could, you could definitely rent this studio out to adult filmmakers on the weekends. And they could, I mean, how do you I think do, I pay the mortgage? Uh, smart. That's smart. It's like they don't live here overnight. It's not, you know, sometimes people would be like, oh, you can get an extra roommate. It's like, I'm not going to have a roommate with my family here. But if you just have some porn stars coming in on the weekends and leaving before exactly. bedtime, it works out great. That's Same what the money. realtor told us, and they were right. <laughs> I didn't even realize that the, you had cameras going until about halfway through last week. Oh, really? That's so funny. Yeah. And at that point, I was like, I never gave my consent to be filmed. But here we are. I, I think we can go back in some messages and I can <laughs> I can clear myself legally at the minimum. Um, okay, so this, this will be as good as it's going to be. I'm not going to fight it any longer. Last time I planned on having it switch back and forth and I just yeah. ended up doing a split screen, which if you don't like it, fuck yourself. It's episode one of a podcast you're listening to for free. It's true. So yeah. um, We're making no money right now. Yet, yet. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> um Okay, well, welcome back to my house where where uh, I paid the mortgage by allowing people to fuck on this table, and now we're drinking off of it. So. That's, that explains why it's pretty clean. Mm-hmm. You got to keep it clean. I'm bringing a black light next week. We're going to check this room out. <laughs> <laughs> this, don't do that. The, the, the terrifying thing is There's we never did co- that before we moved yeah. in, so the, the like, don't get me wrong. I'm we can sure just I'm, blame the last owner. Yeah, that's, like, that's right. all from them. That's right. I didn't do any. I didn't do that in that chair. These or, uh, that keyboard fucks, or this keyboard. Yeah, they came into my <laughs> old apartment and came on that chair. That's uh, <laughs> how. <laughs> by the uh, way, the uh, FCC. This is why it's good. This is not on the radio. Do you ever? Yeah. Do you ever? Uh, I, I wanted to do sports radio so bad when I was a kid. Yeah. And now I think about how like hamstrung I would be uh, by the I, FCC. I mean, I do other. I've done other podcasts and i currently do another podcast which no one listens to or the past ones too it's fine sure you don't don't feel obligated to but <laughs> they are through they are uh, through the uh the radio station so yeah. we are limited by the fcc which it's one of those things where we could go back and censor out swearing but that's sure. a real painstaking editing process yes so rather than do that we just try not to swear which is hard Yes. <laughs> because I think I, I feel like for people who have real jobs now, like people swear on Zoom calls all the time. Dude, I know. Like just nonstop. So even when you're at work now, you're like you're, you're not as filtered as you used to be. And uh, so to actually have to sit down and talk for like an hour without swearing as an adult. Very difficult. I remember when I was a kid, I was like, uh, well, when I'm when I own a business one day. Uh, I want to let all of my employees wear basketball shoes and basketball <laughs> shorts every day. Uh, That's how you own a baseball card show. <laughs> it's also, by the way, how you I work at my house now. Like yeah, it's, that's it's true. exactly my yeah. We w- I wear basketball shorts. I don't wear basketball shoes. I wear no shoes all day. Yeah, and uh, yeah, swear in meetings. All the decorum I was trying to rebel <laughs> against. Like they went well past what I thought I was going to have to fight against, you know? Yeah. It's, it's really changed, man. The first time there's, the problem is there's always like one or two people you work with that like really make a big show of the cussing. Yes. Like, and it's always like an exec level guy who has mm-hmm. no clue what he's doing. 
I had a boss who was uh, the only word we weren't allowed to say in meetings was fuck. And if you said fuck, you just said it wasn't like you got in trouble. You just had to put five bucks in like a swear jar for yeah. future beer. She put so much more money in that swear jar than anybody else. Like, it's funny how quickly that just goes away. The moment there's actually when it's like a medium penalty attached to it. Yeah. You're like, oh, fuck it then. Dude, and, uh, yeah. Literally. An office case. swear jar is actually a pretty good idea. I, like, I mean, this, everyone knows about a swear jar. You have it at home or whatever. But to have one at the office. Yeah. That's be- that's beneficial to all. Yeah. Like, that's a pizza party after a while. Yeah. And no, that's, it's... that's the only thing that keeps you going to an office is pizza. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. How was your... Uh, Super Bowl. What did you do for the Super Bowl? Man, this was uh, the first year that we didn't do anything for the Super Bowl. We just, we really just wanted to sit at home and do nothing, and we accomplished it with our dogs. So nice. it was weird. I mean, like most years, I go hang out with friends, and uh, it's like an it's an exhausting event. Usually, the Super Bowl is like you you it's kind of like having an all day party, but in the middle of the day. Yes. Which by the time like when you're finally out of it, you're like, oh my god, it's it's eight o'clock, you mm-hmm. know, and then you have to go to work the next day typically. So that's always, I know that's, that's such a, they, the day after the Super Bowl should be a national holiday. I think I actually had the day off. So you got to, I had a, like a, not much of a hangover. <laughs> yeah. Um, my brother-in-law is an Eagles fan. Yeah. And, uh, I texted my sister, yeah. uh, after the game and I was like, how is he? And she goes, he's hammered. And I go, does that predate or post date the loss? And she goes, it predates the loss, but it came or no, what it uh, it came before the loss, yeah. but immediately after the Eagles lost the lead. Okay. And so yeah, yeah. I don't I haven't checked in on him today. I should. I was supposed <laughs> to I'm a I'm a big like host, have people over to my house. I cook food and, and provide alcohol and um we were gonna do that and then on Saturday night or Saturday afternoon my mom broke her leg. Oh my god! I know, and so I I still went to my comedy show because I'm a bad son. But I, uh, <laughs> I all the stuff like all the prep, and obviously she was we were going to have a pretty light group this year because yeah. my uh, sister and brother in law went to this bar called Buckley's in Seattle. Which oh yeah, is like, I've been there many times. Oh yeah, this is apparently yeah. an Eagles bar. Oh, I didn't know that. And it's also um, <laughs> that like when they lived in Seattle, they they moved to Chicago for a while, but before yeah. they moved to Chicago. They went to Buckley's all the time. So it's I've been there, I think, once or zero times. But every time I go to a bar with them, it's too loud. It's the music's too yeah. loud. There's too many people. Yeah. The Super Bowl is not really a bar event. It's it's I've done it before. And it's not fun because you can't like even if they have the audio on, you can't really hear right. it. And, like part of the fun of the Super Bowl is like watching the commercials. That is that mm-hmm. there is something to be said for that, which makes it a great home viewing event. And also, man, like going to a bar in Seattle in your 30s sucks. It Dude. just like down like any part of Seattle where it's like hard to park. It's just it's a pain in the ass. And everybody there <laughs> it just it reminds you of you 10 to 15 years ago. And you're like, man, I was an asshole. Yes. How did I make it this far? Yeah. I, yes. All those things are true. I um. The time I went to the bar for the Super Bowl was the year the Seahawks played in. It was in New York when they won, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, they lost in Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I was, uh, yeah. I was, uh, and they lost in Detroit many years prior to that. Of course, what a place to be a loser. <laughs> yeah, they've kind of been all over the map with their Super Bowls in a way. Yeah. So, anyways, I go down to we went to downtown just to like be in Seattle for it. Like yeah. I thought it'd be cool. We try to find a spot at a bar. Every bar, as you would imagine, is packed. Oh, yeah. uh, we end up 
coincidentally, I did not do comedy at the time, but uh, we went down to the the Comedy Underground, yeah. which was open at the time, had a projector against the wall. There was like not enough seats for everybody with each other. So then we, but you could, we could have all sat down there and watched it against this projector. Yeah. But uh, we had like six people. We walked all the way up to like Belltown, come back down, end up back at the same place in Swanee's. Yeah. Above the Comedy Underground. Yeah. yeah. And we yeah. had like a booth with like a 26 inch screen. And you're like, at that point, I should just be at fucking home, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's why it's just, it's just not a great. Yeah, it was cool to be out there. Like the, it was wild to be there after yeah. the game. Like this is the year that uh, I can't think of his name, but the the Huskies quarterback, C.J. Miles, uh, got in a fight. C.J. No, not C.J. Miles. C, uh, cornerback? No, quarterback. Oh, quarterback. Not C.J. Oh, oh, like for the he wasn't in the Super Bowl. Yeah, not C.J. Siler Miles. Siler Miles. There we go. There we go. Yeah, yeah. He got in a big fight after <laughs> the game because he was a Broncos fan. Yeah, that's right. And uh, Man, I forgot about Siler. I kind of erased him from my memory because it was such a bad time in Husky football fandom. Yeah, and that actually, by the way, it goes against who was he like splitting time with that year? Oh God, a couple of different guys, if I remember. There was the dude that uh, Troy Williams who transferred okay. to Utah, and actually was like pretty okay in like his one or two years at Utah. Sure. And there was another dude. There was a. I know there was a Jake because we talked. Maybe that was. Those were the years that would have been the. Oh, it could have been the uh, Jake Jeff Lindquist. Was it Jeff Lindquist? Remember that? Oh, I think Jeff Lindquist was around there. This is going deep into the Husky. It probably like yeah. Th- I guess it was probably like Isaiah Stanbeck into Siler Miles. Which no, there was there. There was a big gap. There was like between Stanbeck and Miles was probably like six or seven years okay so then i'm thinking so and yeah. stanbeck maybe i'm thinking stanbeck comes before the first jake in the jakes the like yeah. before locker yeah because because yeah, miles right. was after locker gotcha sure. yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it feels like a long time ago i know well it is a long time ago it's it probably, does it actually doesn't feel like ago. it was that long ago that i mean like isaiah stanbeck feels like a pretty contemporary football player no and no now enough. he's now he's like probably 37 years old he's no, probably he's like, older than me and i'm 38 my so God. he's like 39 or 40 yeah there was someone i looked up the other day <laughs> that i'm sure everyone has this experience it's not unique to me it's not unique to you but i looked up somebody and i was like oh uh chris polk I looked up Chris Polk. I was like, wow, I wonder if he's like, I mean, I know he hasn't been in the NFL for a couple of years, but he's probably like 26, 27. He's got to be floating around and, and he's 33 or something yeah. like that. Like if he had a fruitful NFL career, it would probably be over. Yeah, he had a couple years with the Eagles. And uh, it just, yeah, he was like a third down back kind of guy. And those right. guys last, what, like three or four years Well, and things are going well. And he had the de- degenerative health condition. So it was like, yeah. uh, it was a, uh, that's like how you, I, uh, this isn't going to be obvious on camera. I don't even need to acknowledge it, but I'm going to do it anyway. I throw my phone across the room so I don't have to deal with the fucking constant notifications. I get it. I, I get it. The group chat thing is a real blessing and a curse. Can I say that? Uh, it depends how it's done. Uh, I prefer if you have a group chat through some sort of app. Like for a long time, I've had one on Facebook Messenger. Sure. Signal is another good app that uh, controls that Any thing. place you can plan an insurrection. Yes. That's that's, <laughs> that's where the, the group chat That's belongs. where I like to keep the <laughs> yeah. chats. But when they're text group chats, yeah, they suck. They're just terrible. Yeah. Well, especially like my, my – I have this Fitbit and it gets only specific notifications, but one yeah. of them is texts and it's like, yeah. Um yeah. Also, anytime you have a big group chat, there's like one or two guys that are like, they send a lot of funny messages to them that aren't funny to everybody else. Yes. Like, you need to see your way out, man. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, uh, 
Anyway, Super Bowl, I uh, I spent it at home. I mean, a very exciting Super Bowl. I'm also, where do you fall on alcohol in the Super Bowl? In Like, do you think, are you a drink more than a, an average event person on the Super Bowl? Uh, yes, I guess, because I had a drink <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> so, I, mean, I guess typically at a point. Like, Am I so breaking sp- you out of sobriety? Is this what's happening? Yeah, you, until last week I was seven years sober, <laughs> and look what you did. No, that's not the case at all. Probably shouldn't joke about that. That's all uh, right. I, I mean, I'm not – I'm going to – I have jokes. I literally have jokes about it in my act, so you're good. No, I mean, I'm, you're good I'm, a, I'm a moderation person. So, like, yesterday I had a drink, and I never would drink at, like, 3 p.m., you know, ordinarily. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, things have changed, man. Ten years ago, I was I could pound. Yeah, you know, that was it was a different time. But uh, yeah, that's just I just don't do that as much anymore. What about you? I'm uh, I try to not bundle my things I like. Yeah, with with each other because I find that like to me this is unpopular, but I think alcohol and live sports are lesser than the sum of their parts. Okay. I like them both a lot separate from each other. But when it's like when I'm at a game, I start being like, ah, oh, fuck, I kind of want another beer. And then I'm thinking about the beer and not the game that's going on in front of me. You know what I mean? And it's like I just or some or I'm paying $14 for the beer and that's annoying. Like there's yeah. annoying shit attached yeah. to it that uh, it's funny because like, can you imagine I've I've bought some beer that's pretty expensive in my life. Yeah. Um, no way. <laughs> I don't believe it. <laughs> but I, I've i always rationalized it. You tell people, like, th- I bought a $38 beer. That's the most expensive beer wow. I've ever bought. But you're like, if someone was like, I bought a $38 bottle of champagne or wine, you wouldn't be like, whoa. I know. It's, it is, it does, it's a different stigma with beer, for sure. Because yeah. beer is like, it's a little rougher around the edges. Every, right. All the other, like, liquor or champagne, wine, that all feels more refined somehow. Yeah. Even I though, like I like champagne. I, I, drink, I don't know that was the, that was actually a surprising thing to find out that you drink. I like, drink the Kirkland Costco signature prosecco. prosecco. Oh man, I love it. I how drink you, that at home. That's like the only thing I drink at home, man. How do you? Uh, my question is, how do you drink one then? Because you can't reseal that bottle, can you? I have a. Oh my god! I have this you, heavy metal stopper, but is this metal stopper literally? It it was like a, a Christmas tree. Like just for like a holiday stopper, and mm-hmm. my mom gave it to me a few years ago, and it's like really cheap. It's like it's like probably like a dollar stopper or something, and I like just twisted the Christmas tree off because it was like so big that it wouldn't fit in my fridge door, right? Like it would just it would block the door yeah. from closing. So I was like, okay, I, I twisted that off. But the the remaining metal part is pretty heavy, so if you stick that in a champagne bottle, it'll actually keep those bubbles fresh for two or three days. It's great. So like, wow. yeah, I will. I'll I'll get one of those seven dollar bottles from Costco and uh, pour a drink out. And so this is the other important thing to me to know: Are you pulling out a champagne flute every time you drink champagne? No, we have uh, we have we do have some champagne flutes, but we have the uh, stemless glasses, which are gotcha. all the all like the rage. Wine glasses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that's like what everybody has now. Everyone has stemless because a stemmed wine glass is just a pain in everyone's ass. A martini glass, <laughs> a stemmed. Wine glass, the worst designs in the history no, of glassware. That's that's why the stemless is in. So, yeah, we got yeah. that. So I just use that. I've been drinking wine out of whiskey glasses because I think it's like – I mean, especially my uh, – probably my favorite wine. And yeah. I do I do like good red wine, but my favorite wine is the 
uh, Snoop Dogg, Cali Red. <laughs> it's so fucking good. We'll do an episode. Do you drink red wine? I don't drink. I really don't drink that much red wine. I okay. will drink it, but okay. to me, it's like IPAs, which I know at some point you're going to yeah. force me to drink. That's also, by but, the way, we have a segment coming, folks, <laughs> that's going to be me trying to get. I've a, I have a pretty good track record. My wife, when I started dating her, uh, Coronitas. Which not she wouldn't even go for a full Corona. She needed the seven <laughs> ounce small, bottle small. of yeah. My my the mother in law yes. My mother in law was like a like a blue moon. She'd be like, that's like a heavy, crazy beer. Oh God, what a terrible beer! It's a bad beer. It's very bad. Um, but they're both like double IPAs, as hoppy as you can go. Yeah. It's not that I think I don't think you're gonna like every IPA. I think that's the thing. I'm not. No, I will like. No IPA. <laughs> I, I don't think that's true. I think we'll get you. I think we'll get you. Because they're very different from each other. Uh, no. That, I, look, people who like IPAs. Have you ever liked orange juice in your life? Yeah, I love orange juice. Okay, I we're going to get you then. It's over. It's yeah, the fucking, no, it's over. You're going to be an IPA guy. It's To me, it's the bitterness, really. Sure. It's, we'll get you there. IPAs, worry. red wine, people who really like them, like, I get it. I understand why you do. It's just the taste, for whatever reason, they don't resonate with me. Like... Uh, just any red wine, people would be like, this is a great red wine. I don't mm-hmm. feel like it tastes like the shitty red wine you just gave me. But, oh, yeah. But with whiskey, I mean, we sit here and drink the whiskey. And so, like, I, I, I can empathize mm-hmm. with the red wine and IPA people. But uh, it's just not my speed. This is more my speed. Yeah. I I uh, I don't really like super bitter IPAs either. Yeah. So it's not, it's not it. So I think, but I love IPAs. It's my yeah. favorite style of beer. And we'll figure it out. We'll yeah. get, we'll get a, we were going to do it on the first one and then I forgot. Yeah. And then I found okay. out you like whiskey, which is, was a nice surprise. Yeah, that's so. much better. We can forget about the IPA. <laughs> you can just, feed me, just feed me the whiskey. Um, the one thing I will say is being a father while I forgot, I was making sure that door is closed just because <laughs> not even because we're going to say anything crazy. She's been, exp- we, this is the clip from last week. She's been exposed to a lot of horrible shit. I just don't want her to wake up. Go to fucking sleep, kid. Um, and you've come, we've started this podcast. Both women that live in my house have been asleep both times you've arrived. So Yeah, I don't know as that far there's as actually know. anyone who lives here with you. You might live alone. I have no idea. As far as you know, I'm Boo Radley and I've been divorced for five years. <laughs> like that. that explains why you have the porn stars over here mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. rent out the room on the weekends. Gotta pay the mortgage somehow. <laughs> uh you know, you can't. You would not believe what's been done in that chair. Oh, I would. And I what would. that who who that chair has been in? Let me tell you. That's why I'm bringing the black. Line next time. <laughs> check this place out first, and maybe like uh, some rags, cleaning rags. We'll see. Yeah, some <laughs> uh, some uh, gasoline and a couple matches. Really clean this place up. Um, yeah, I was like, it's funny because you're you're like as a parent, you're like in between. Like I gotta. Like trying to be a good dad. Also, like, can you shut the fuck up? I'm trying. Like, the most exciting game in years is on. Like, this is a very good Super Bowl, in my opinion. You could. It was. Yeah, yeah. it was very entertaining. Yeah, I would agree that it was. Uh, you know, as far as Super Bowls go, it was one of the more entertaining ones we've had in the past few years. It's like they didn't have to do. I feel like every year you get to a point in the game where they just start talking about random shit. Like I remember a couple years ago when the Patriots were in it, and Matt Patricia had just been hired to be the Lions head coach, mm-hmm. but he was still coaching the Patriots on the sideline. They just could not shut up about how Matt Patricia was about to be the Detroit Lions head coach. Like, and that turned out to be amazing for the Lions. So I'm glad they devoted all that great time hire. to it. Yeah, it's good yeah. to have that in the annals of, yeah. uh, of like a, announcing I archives. I distinctly remember they just kept calling it out because like, the game wasn't exciting enough to like <laughs> say anything else. He, uh, 
<laughs> I thought he was going to be good too. By the way, I, there's something about a guy with a beard that really, really uh, yeah. makes me believe in him. He looks like he works hard. So yeah, he looks like he works hard at like a, <laughs> driving a forklift or something yeah. like that. I think he shaved. Right? This is I don't know. Okay, I think I, he shaved. I have no idea. I um, kept up on my map. I know he like called. Didn't he call the offense this year? The, yeah, be, the Patriots made him their offensive coordinator and went terribly, terribly, just a colossal disaster. Yeah. Hold on, I gotta check my now. I've now I've uh, given myself anxiety over my daughter. Oh yeah. I have that like uh, the we'll get the don't hack into my. You're gonna see me look at the camera, folks. Don't uh don't hack into the mainframe. You got the baby watching app. Yeah, we have a we have a camera in our room. This is this is really what modern day parenting looks like. It's just making it's, sure you have the right apps and the right cameras set up, and you're good. Yes. And uh, recording a podcast, drinking whiskey huh? after the kid goes to sleep. You know? Yeah, I, I mean, I've seen uh, I've seen some funny clips with my niece, and there's definitely one where she was just in her room, just pounding her head against the wall <laughs> yeah. when she was supposed to be sleeping. Literally pounding her head against the wall when she was supposed to be sleeping. That was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it is rough to be the only person in your house that's interested in actually watching the game. I'll say that. That is tough, yeah. Because that's that's not the case in my household. We both yes. want to watch. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. My my wife has limited interest. She was interested in uh, the commercials. Like, that's the cliche. Of course. Halftime show. I love the commercials, cliche. too, so I get it. Yeah. So I, but I always have, every year except for this year, I basically see none of the commercials because I'm like, cooking shit i got like a, you know eight yeah. pots on the stove and a fucking cauldron in the backyard and yeah. you know there's too much going on to really like when the when the game's not on i'm doing other shit getting people drinks and stuff this year was pretty subdued so i actually saw some commercials the one that everyone's talking about is the Tubi commercial yeah fuck you guys did you so did you so this is this is how i don't think anyone else was in the room when i when it happened, uh, yeah, you definitely needed somebody else in the room. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. turn my headphones up. Do you like your headphones higher at all? Uh, sure. Yeah, a little bit. Are these yours? That's perfect. All right. Uh, yeah, that commercial threw everybody off. Yeah. That's that's when you know it's a good commercial. It was stupid. <laughs> yeah. But they tricked you into thinking that you. I mean, how often are you sitting there watching TV when somebody hits the remote and you switch to a different streaming service? Dude, you know? I know. I, I know. It all the time. My, all if time. my daughter could run the remote, I'd be fighting her for. She'd be putting Bluey on every fucking eight minutes. <laughs> um, did, were there any? What was the other one? There was the the weird one with Maya Rudolph. I remember the like. Oh, the Eminem one. Yeah, that was wacky. Ribbon. That, yeah, it was like that was one that I didn't catch the whole thing. I just like it was like on in the background, while, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah, there just weren't like I mean, every year you get they they seem to set a really high bar, but yeah, they just weren't that good this year. Like there weren't any ads that just blew you away. Really, the one I thought was a pretty good idea, but I don't. Th- I'm like I'm not sure if I want to give it credit for being fully a good commercial. I thought the Mister Peanut roast was pretty good in concept. I hate the fact that they're like, go follow this QR code so we don't have to spend more money on ads and show you more roast jokes. Like if that would have just been four commercials with different roast jokes every time and they got like progressively meaner or different roasters. (laughs) Yeah, they should have gone way overboard. Yeah. You're right. It was a good idea, but the execution was terrible. It was like completely unfunny. And they had like good people. They had like funny comics. Like Jeff Ross was 
yeah, the, the, host, ro- the roast master. Is, yeah, as he tends uh, to be. Uh, Natasha Leggero, who's like a classic yeah. roast comic. There were other comics on there. Yeah, I think uh, they wasted their talents. It felt like. What's a, it? Actually, it's fu- funny too. I, that, my wonder is always: Do I like this because I'm a comic? And I look yeah. at that and I'm like, Yamanika Saunders is on there, who's not even a comic that I think everybody. She's actually like huge and doing great. Yeah. But I don't think everybody knows who that is. Jeff Ross, Natasha Leggero are on a whole bunch of stuff. Yamanika yeah. Saunders is very funny but not incredibly not that level of fame yet yeah yeah. um and i was like oh that's that's like this is like a great idea i the idea of anyone standing up to a tv and scanning the qr code makes me want to throw a remote (laughs) at their head dude has anything ever come back like the qr code remember like a decade ago when they were like a punchline because they came out I don't know, 15 years ago, and they were kind of useful for a little while. Like, that's they, they kind of corresponded with like the first camera phones, right? Like, you get sure. a camera phone, you want to do everything that it can possibly do. So, you see a stupid code, of course, you're going to, because yeah. you have the, the technology to do it now. But then we quickly realized they meant nothing. Yep. Nothing. And then in the last few years, they've just, they really came. I think the pandemic. Well, they, really they were them. they were how every menu was. They're also I now as a comic, I have a card that I bring that's yeah. like uh, it just has a QR code on the back that goes to like a link Pornhub tree. Or? Yeah, it goes to my favorite videos. It's, I have a playlist. <laughs> it's like a whole thing. I try to get a lot of subscribers on the playlist. I get it. It's like Jeans Picks on Seinfeld. Uh, are you Seinfeld enough of a I, guy? To, I I do know Seinfeld, but I don't remember. You don't. Jeans the picks. Jeans Picks doesn't doesn't resonate. There's no. an episode where Elaine is going to the movie store. Yeah, and a guy is uh gene okay yeah, is yeah, making yeah. picks and they're like specifically they're like flirting yeah. through his picks yeah and then she finds out he's like a 16 year old boy that worked, <laughs> worked there um anyway uh yeah but it's like there i would never i've never intentionally unless i'm like at a place that's like our menus on the qr code yeah i've never used the qr code because i've been like wow i'm really interested in what yeah it's worse it's definitely worse like the restaurants that are still doing qr code menus like get your shit together man it's time yeah bring back the paper menu like if you put a piece of paper in front of me that has everything i can possibly order i'm not going to get on my phone because it's just it's just a pain in the ass i did enjoy and i i I say this without considering all the societal implications but i did (laughs) enjoy that's like the disclaimer that should go before this (laughs) entire podcast we we weren't thinking about anyone but ourselves there was no society considered when we started talking when that like sometimes they'll be it'll be like not only the qr code menu but like it's some app that you can order from oh yeah and then you don't have to talk to a like a waitress or a waiter that part's valuable yes yes that part's valuable i the other thing i will say uh for whatever reason i go to red robin enough that i know this uh which I'm not trying to brag or anything. Oh, this guy has fucking Red Robin on a regular basis, buddy. <laughs> but Red Robin's got those little electronic kiosks, which a lot of like mid-level family style yeah. restaurants have now. Those kiosks are nice because how often do you see your server at Red Robin? They give you your menu and they greet you and then like they never appear again. So if you have that electronic kiosk, you're like, yes, reorder more fries. Yeah. Yes, reorder more drinks. My person was never going to come back and get get my order again. yeah well it's you get to do it, it everything becomes on your terms which is better for the customer always right oh, it's no absolutely. longer a capacity issue um i have noticed i go to i do road comedy which is the excuse for a lot of bad behavior <laughs> uh i when i'm driving through like cleelum i trust a mcdonald's more than a mom and pop place 
Yeah, yeah. Those small town mom and pop places are volatile. Yes. Some are really good. Some if I, are great. I, I said this on a, I recently did, Kev, you know who Kevin Pelton is? Yes. He does a, he has a podcast called Talk and Taco Time, and I did the Talk and Taco Time podcast. Nice. I've heard, I read about this podcast the other day. I, oh, really? Actually, I knew you were on it because it was mentioned in, I think it was mentioned in the article. Oh, there was like an there was an article. It was about it? it was one of the it was one of those Seattle publications, you know, one of the. But it was yeah. a long article. It was actually a pretty good article. Nice. Yeah. The uh, they I was talking to them about this, but you uh, about the fact that I get a uh, McDonald's way more than I should. Mm-hmm. But there's nobody that is rightfully less interested in good customer service than a person at the behind the counter of a McDonald's. In fact, oh, yeah. if you ever meet someone who is at a fast food restaurant and they're like kicking ass you should hire that person away from there yeah at the very least write uh a comment to yes. their employer that they no were good. we don't want them to stay there longer that's yeah. the thing we want these people this in fucking corporate jobs yeah you need to you need, we need like a, a mcdonald's to fortune 500 pipeline okay <laughs> I've, i always used to say this about uh like restaurant chefs too like they bust ass they're process oriented they don't need any money, and as, if you can find one that can pass a piss test, yeah. that person's as good as gold. Like yeah. that's going to be a great worker everywhere. Yeah, no, I, I totally get it, man. I uh, I don't know if you've been to a Popeyes lately, but oh, I my love God, there is. You might think McDonald's customer service is iffy. Popeyes does not give a shit. Yes, they don't. They don't care how they treat you. If you get your actual order in its entirety, then you've won that day. Yeah. Because Popeyes does not care. I've taken two anytime I get Popeyes. Because the I'm a the Popeyes chicken sandwich is the best fast food item in the history. Of it's pretty fast good. Food in my it's opinion. pretty good. It's, it's better than Chick Fil A. Oh, but Chick Fil A is so nice though. The people there are so the people ni- are nice. The, gotcha. Yeah, when you get there and you pull up into the drive-through, they say something like, "It's another great day here at Chick Fil A." Interesting. So one of those things that like if someone said it to you at work, you would like kill yourself. Yes, or them. Yeah, or yeah. So you definitely rage. somebody was dying that. Day. But at, when you're at Chick Fil A, you're like, that's reassuring. That's Thank interesting. <laughs> I uh, I the I agree on Popeyes, and what I the tact I have taken is I will now only order Popeyes through like DoorDash or Uber Eats. Interesting. Because if they fuck up your order, you get a refund. That's smart. Yeah, but you, smart. you pay a premium for this. You pay a couple extra bucks. It gets delivered to your house, whatever. <laughs> when but, they first started adding fast food places to those delivery service, I was like, this is never going to work. Who <laughs> wants Who wants cold McDonald's? I've met the men. Who's going to pay $20 for a Chick-fil- or for a Popeye's chicken sandwich? Uh, uh, I got, no. The, the, okay, this is, it gets worse. This is the most embarrassing thing I think I've ever – I mean, it's not the most embarrassing thing I've ever done, but in recent memory – Within the last year, at some point, my wife had taken our. We have two cars, but her car is stick shift, and I can't drive stick. Which oh my god, take 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 all my man cars. Do you need some fucking ginger ale for this whiskey? That'd be great, actually, if we could cut this a little <laughs> bit. Um, so she had taken my car that day somewhere, so I couldn't drive anywhere. But I forgot. A lot of times when this this has happened before, and I forget that the, my car is gone, you know. Okay. And I'm like, I wake up and I'm doing whatever, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go get lunch now, and I'm walk out the door and there's no car there and i'm like oh no and i was hungry but i i don't know why i it must have been like there was some deal or something but i had door dashed 7-eleven not actual food it was like i just wanted like a soda and some chips (laughs) 
<laughs> that's rough. Without without bad, alcohol man. to blame for that, that's bad. bad. This is the middle of the day. It was bad. I was even as I was, as I was doing it and the, after I was doing it, I felt guilty. Let me ask you this because this is something I'm afflicted with is I like a discount. I don't like to pay full price. Yeah. I hate paying fees for stuff that I don't get anything out of, yeah, right? I, I get it. So yeah. whenever I order from DoorDash or Uber Eats, I just it's like 12 bucks or more. You don't get the, the small bag fee. Okay. And so I will just make sure, even if I'm not going to eat it all, I just hate the idea of them getting, of DoorDash getting $2.50 extra yeah. when I could be giving that money, some part of, part of it to fucking Popeye's or that sounds the, that's the altruistic way to <laughs> describe it. The real, the reality is when I could be stuffing it in my fucking face. Um, <laughs> did you, did you meet the, did you like reach a minimum at any point with, cause chips and soda are going to yeah, get you yeah. to like what no, six the, bucks. The value was not there for sure. I think I ended up ordering like double of everything. You start because because, <laughs> because perfect, I was <laughs> that's the perfect exactly what I was hoping yeah. for. <laughs> because I was like, I have to get to this point where the value becomes worth it. Yes. Where all these additional fees and costs become worth it. But again, there was some sort of deal that prompted me to do this. It was one of those things where I like went onto the app and you know, this will happen sometimes. I very rarely use food delivery services at all. Like I'm the type of person that wants to go run the errand. Like I want to leave the house and come back. Gotcha. So to not be able to do that this day, like obviously messed with my mind and I ordered from 7-Eleven, but something prompted me to do it. And uh, yeah, I just got like two of everything and I was like, all right, now the uh, the the access it all the supply and demand the economics of it all works out now the, the value proposition was good finally. yeah wow. finally it, but yeah you can't just like be like yeah I want a soda from Seven Eleven bring it to me that won't work well you can it just costs fifteen bucks yeah, or you could for fifteen bucks get eight sodas or whatever. yeah it's yeah it's tough that's uh that that's very funny I do I do that too where I'm like. I I'll just order some like chicken uh those like chicken nuggets at yeah. uh at Popeyes. Yeah. Cuz that'll fill out. That'll get me to the $12 minimum and then I'm like I won't eat them though. I'll just, you know, I'll eat a couple and throw them away. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I fucking the only thing I don't eat is like the crumbs on the bottom of the I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'm, I'm really restricting myself." Yeah, I mean, myself. the only thing worse than uh having delivery Popeyes is having reheated delivery Popeyes. So yeah. <laughs> Is there a fast food that like even works reheated? I mean, if you if you consider pizza fast food, sure. Yeah. But I don't consider pizza fast food. It's not fast. It does get delivered. Yeah. But like, if you sit down at a pizza place and get a pizza cook for you, it's not fast. Right. No, it's never fast. Uh, unless it's yeah, Little Caesars, but that's. Little Caesars is fast food. <laughs> I've had I've had next day Little Caesars before. I think I see sparks coming off the pizza. It's yeah, like it's got, ma- it's got like heavy yeah. metals in it. It's the kind of thing that if you had like. Little Caesars in the fridge from the day before, and someone broke into your house at that moment, and you took out a slice of pizza and chucked it at them. It would kill them <laughs> yeah. on impact, and then everything would be fine. Yeah, yeah, no, but no, you're right. Pizza doesn't really count, man. I there are not too many like French fries. It's just never going to work. It'll it's never always work. bad. It's always bad. Don't do that. I would even argue that pizza isn't great unless you go through painstaking processes. Like what I have to, what I do to make it acceptable is I heat up a cast iron pan to like low medium. And then you're like, I could have just fucking baked the whole pizza at this point. I'll tell you a pizza reheat trick in just a second, but I will say that I'm a cold pizza person. Okay. I don't, I don't heat it back up. I actually like it cold. I think it's pretty good. How picky are you about the pizza in its like, in its uh, original state? Like how how much do you care about? 
like crust crispiness, cheese integrity. I like New York pizza, so like you know you're getting just a sloppy piece of shit. Now, see that's the that's the misconception. <laughs> New York pizza should have crispy crust, and uh, one day, Alex, we'll fucking there's Salamonies in Tacoma, Washington. I've had Salamonies. That's very good. Uh, yeah. For another good Tacoma spot, that's kind of people don't know about that much. Camp Colvos Brewing. I actually have not had their pizza. It's I amazing. Can't talk shit about it. Okay. it is amazing. I, and is it's it New better, York style? It's better than Salamonies. Ooh, uh, boy, it is, is it New York style. It is right, New York style. Right. Another good place, E9 Brewing, yeah. the one down yeah. in uh, downtown. Very good pizza. They're good. Yeah. Uh, no, um, the pizza trick is to reheat. I've heard people talk about this. Well, you've never done it. You're fucking just. I've never me done your, it. Your... This is a secondhand, secondhand no, wisdom. I don't, I don't like this. But you take your pizza slice and you put it crust first into a toaster. Crust first, so then it all slides. So the crust is on the bottom. The triangle, oh, I the point you. of the I triangle, see, is see, up okay. top. And then if you put it in your toaster that way, it's just heating itself. Although it just, it doesn't seem right. But it people seems like the ingredients would fall down into your toaster. There is the possibility. It depends what your slice of pizza is built like. I imagine. Yeah. But I guess if you had, yeah, if you had like a toaster oven, that's that's probably the one time you really want a toaster oven. Right. I've uh, I've gone team toaster oven on toast. We I had so many oh, yeah. times where I burnt toast that we bought like a a way too expensive toaster oven yeah. that it senses the internal temperature and modifies the cook time based on the internal temp. Like if it's if you're doing a second batch of toast, yeah, it does it shorter to get the same results. Interesting. Yeah, it's. I grew up with a toaster oven, so gotcha. my, Me too. I, my, my family home toaster oven. So I didn't know any different yeah. except for. When you watch TV, everyone's got a normal toaster, like yeah. Pop Tarts commercials. You want the satisfying ding and the yeah, pop up. Yeah, it's it's, but it's never that satisfying. It barely like creeps up out of there. Yeah, and what you what <laughs> what they don't show you is that three quarters of those Pop Tarts come out as fucking briquettes. Yeah, I don't. I, I basically gave up heating Pop Tarts because it was just. Did, do you heat your pop tarts or do you go raw dog? I uh, we've used this. I almost used raw dog. We did. I think we used raw dog either off the podcast or right at the beginning on what might not be part of it. And then that's you second time raw dog. I that could have been the third time because I almost said yeah. uh, raw dogging your pizza into the something. I was no raw dogging your pizza theory um, without testing it yourself. Uh, pop tarts. My move. I get unfrosted. I do toast them. Wow. Unfrosted? And then I put so much goddamn butter on top of an unfrosted strawberry. Interesting. It's great. It's got sweet and salty, baby. That's like the that's the I can see the benefit of doing it that way. But they're not, by the way, they're more carbs in an unfrosted one than in a frosted one. There's no health benefit. Interesting. It's yeah. all flavor preference. No, I, I can see that. That that makes sense. You're you're the one person keeping the unfrosted pop tart business. My, alive. Yeah, my uh, <laughs> I I passed down to my mom from my mom. She was yeah. the, she kept them alive in the yeah. 70s and 80s, and I got the 90s to now. My wife also has uh, adopted this. Um, we should probably at some point talk about the actual Super Bowl <laughs> game. I suppose. Great uh, game. Yeah, I was like, good one. All Great right, game. Boom. Bad ending. <laughs> Great game though. Uh, I w- I do respect the dude, the Eagles defensive back, saying like, "Yeah, I held him." Yeah, he knew he held. I mean, like when you commit a penalty in sports, no matter the sport, you know what you did. Like he was trying, he was actively trying to hold him. Like you yeah. can see it. Like he, the, the receiver more or less escaped his grasp, which is kind of why it was like a ticky tack call. But he was actively trying to grab him and hold him. I think that was like very much a timing pass. It looked like though. Yeah, 
And so I do think there's it's possible that he fucked his timing up to the point that it was that off target. It's possible. I certainly it would also suck if you're a Chiefs fan and the game got decided on a non-call kind of, right? Like that right. pass that could have been a touchdown. Right. It's just really unfortunate. And I I don't know. It's like you wanted to see the Eagles have a real shot at a game. I mean, I didn't because I had a bunch of money on the on the Chiefs, so I, my preference was a. Uh, I loved the way it ended yeah, uh, for my for own you. heartbeat, yeah. but uh, heart rate. But the um, that's like the the Seahawks victory. Yeah, was one of the worst Super Bowls to watch. Yeah, except for for Seahawks fans. Yeah, it was great for us. I mean, it was like you could just party by halftime. Yes. Yeah. No, I I, I get what you're saying. I mean, it was. I think the Chiefs were going to kick a field goal there no matter what. So sure. it really was just a matter of how much time could they burn off the clock and getting that penalty call allowed them to basically expire time and then kick the field goal as opposed to having to kick it with, I don't know, a minute and a half left and then they give the ball back. So they're probably winning the game anyway. Sure. But the fashion in which they won it, it feels like as a viewer who has no horse in the race, something was taken well, from you. Would, I think that Philadelphia would have gotten the ball back with like like – a minute and a half. Yeah, left enough time, like, enough time to like make it interesting, right. possibly tie it with. Yeah. I think two timeouts. Yeah, there, there's. I mean, there's a very good chance they could have marched down the field, tied it up, or even won the game. I mean, that's totally possible. I mean, I feel like we just see that every week so much in the NFL that it's like I would yeah. almost put it as I, I would be, I would have been interested to see what like the win probability percentage was. Do you, when uh when uh what was the play that um oh the big. The Dallas Goddard. By the way, there was another that Dallas Goddard throw that they yeah. that the Chiefs reviewed. Yeah, one of the great catches in Super Bowl history. Yeah, there's a catch that well, I think gets, maybe questionable catch. Sure, sure. <laughs> that well, I thought I actually thought like they did. I thought the Devonta uh, Smith, uh, Devonte, Devonte, Devonte. But I, in in our house we call him Devonta. Gotcha. Just, but that's just for fun. I like a Slim <laughs> Reaper. It's pretty sweet. That's, He's uh, very skinny. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've heard people call him that. Um, he That catch was like the spirit of a catch. It was yeah. a catch. I do think they got the call right. Yeah. I think they got the Dallas Goddard one right, personally. Yeah. I would agree. I think they got him most of those calls right. I think the, the true nature of how tough a call is is when like you're scrolling through social media and half the people are mad that it went one way and half the people are mad that it went the other. And they don't the have other. obviously the team in their bio or right. or profile like, picture. Like if, if if it's 50-50, like half I mean I've heard a lot of people just today be like it was a catch. It wasn't a catch. And right. it's like if if this many people are that incensed about it on both sides, that just goes to show you like how tough of a call this was. I mean, it is the true definition of a bang bang. Yeah. And it's like even when you took the time to slow it down and review a call for 5 minutes and it's you, no one can still come to a consensus. Yeah then you're not going to win. I mean, that's a no-win situation at that point. It's like, I blame Dallas Goddard for not just catching the ball. Just catch the damn ball. You bastard. Why'd you have to bobble it? Look what you did, man. And so now we're here talking about the refs again. So. I'm going to I'm gonna pull up this catch, this uh, Julio Jones catch, because this gets lost in, there's like the amazing Julian Edelman catch, which is like just improbable. Yeah. I think this is going to be the catch, and it's just such an insane... Okay, yes. So he catches it, and not only 
He's at his full extension. Yeah. To get two feet in is insane. Yeah. You can only put that ball in that one spot. And what the fuck is this? He did it. Yeah. And so this gets lost in the other heroic plays made in this Super Bowl. And the fact that the the Falcons lost. Oh, this is the uh, 27-3 to Falcons blow 28-3, yeah. 28-3, they, yeah. yeah they, but look at this. I mean, it's like, it's, oh, yeah. It's just, I, I, I've always thought that play got underrated and that Dallas Goddard, the throw and catch combination, the unlikely, the, yeah. how unlikely it was at every stage was similar also. Third and 14. You yeah, throw same sideline. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was it was a, I mean it was a really good play and uh <laughs> obviously controversial. Yeah. I think yeah, I mean I I, I guess the Dallas got I mean the Dallas got it one now like nobody's got to care about because it's No, it's lost in the shuffle. I mean, there's really only like two things people will remember from that Super Bowl. It's I mean, obviously both quarterbacks played really well, but it's going to be that penalty at the end and the Jalen Hurts fumble. Those are like the two plays that people will always think about when they think about that particular game. And the J- and the difference in the game, really, if you want to like get down to it, is the Jalen Hurts fumble. If he doesn't fumble that ball and turn it into a Chiefs touchdown, then they win the game just based on the virtue of the score at the end. You know, that yeah. was a, a it was seven of course, points. Things swing, don't happen in a vacuum, and it would change the whole you know the whole strategy of the game. Right. Um, it's kind of unfortunate that Jalen Hurts couldn't be the MVP of that game. He was very obviously he played the best of anybody on that field. He's really good. I never thought he'd be this good. Uh, he's become a good quarter. I mean, he he's a very good quarterback, amazing athlete. He can run. You never know like how long it's going to last with guys like that. Yeah. You know, running quarterbacks. It's just it seems like he's become a really good passer this year. So you know maybe they do like what the Seahawks once did with Russell Wilson and like kind of keep him from running as much in the future. But right now he's just such a weapon with his legs that you have to. You have to let him run. The thing about that is, and I think people will start making that comparison with him and Lamar Jackson, is when Russell Wilson came out, he was considered, everyone said on arm talent, if this dude was 6'2", he'd be the number one pick in the draft. No question, he'd be picked over Andrew Luck. Yeah. And because he's 5'10", he wasn't, and nobody said that about Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Nobody said that. I mean, they thought... I remember Jalen Hurts, they thought was going to be a wildcat guy, and yeah. Lamar Jackson, they thought was going to be a receiver. Yeah. I mean, I watched Jalen Hurts play a lot in college, and he sucked throwing the football. Right. He got <laughs> benched terrible, in the championship game. He was a terrible rightful, like, Rightfully. Yeah. He did, like Nick Saban made the right call. I mean, he was a, he was a true game manager in college because Alabama, the, the supporting cast was so good that you could just let Jalen Hurts go out there and either hand the ball off or throw these little screen passes all day long, and you were still going to beat your opponent by three scores at least. You know, yeah. like that's just what was going to happen. And to, to see that guy get to the NFL and actually flourish as a passer is like, that's just, that doesn't usually happen. Yeah. It doesn't usually happen in football. You don't to be an MVP league. candidate. Yeah, I mean, he is. And to and, duel very closely the MVP. Yeah, I mean, the difference, really, it's it's kind of poetic in a way that the difference in that game is Hurts fumble because really when it comes down to Peer it, like. Peer pressure yeah. is happening right now. <laughs> Seven years. Slow, slowly I'll just get you to drink a little more on each of these podcasts and then we'll be <laughs> you'll have a real problem. Once again, your seven years. We'll turn into seven years in prison. Uh, at no, I will say for the record, at no point have I ever been sober. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, the difference in that game, the difference you see with a guy like Jalen Hurts, who's a very talented quarterback, 
versus a guy like Patrick Mahomes, who's you know at this point probably one of the top five greatest quarterbacks ever. Yeah, is the flawlessness that a guy like Mahomes plays the game. Like he's not all like not every play is going to wow you. Like there were so many times where Jalen Hurts his play would wow you. And like another good example of a quarterback like that is Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is a guy that like. When you watch him play, he will show up on top plays on ESPN by the end of the night. Like, he's a highlight reel. But what separates him from the great quarterbacks is, like, their attention to detail and execution. Mm-hmm. Like, Patrick Mahomes does not fuck up. Tom Brady does not fuck up. Like, that's – they do every now and then, but it, not, yeah. it, it never really bites them. And in the big games, they don't screw up. For Jalen Hurts to just fumble the football in a situation where no one hits him, he just right. drops the football, like – that's not what the great quarterbacks do. And that's probably the next step for him is like, hey, you got to like just clean up those little things and mm-hmm. then you'll be you'll be at that level. It sucks that it's like he now gets scrutinized as a Super Bowl loser. I've always said this about LeBron. Yeah. I think it's true yeah. of Brady, the the like arguments. I saw um fuck, who was the guy? Uh someone said like is Tom Brady the best? Well, he's not the best regular season quarterback, and he's not the best Super Bowl quarterback. And I'm like, okay, that's if you penalize him for bringing shitty teams to the Super Bowl. That's like LeBron. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, LeBron, you know, Michael Jordan's undefeated in the finals. It's like, yeah, because he didn't get to the finals when he had dog shit teams. Yeah. You're just mad because LeBron bought a bu- yeah. brought a bunch of fucking bums. <laughs> To the to the finals every year, and also like I mean he's annoying in a bunch of ways, but like the <laughs> he and and uh, some of that team building stuff you can't even obviously take off of his yeah. plate because he's a, he has such a hand in how the team gets built. But it's uh yeah I mean Jalen Hurts it sucks that his career now is like he's got to like we're even talking about a guy cleaning things up yeah. where it's like if if he didn't make it there and lose on that stage yeah if this if Trey Lance was healthy. He goes to the Super Bowl, does those things. We're not thinking those things about Jalen Hurts. We're yeah. saying them about Trey Lance, right? Yeah. And uh, it's like it's like the we penalize someone for coming in second sometimes more than for coming in nineteenth. Dude, I've been in the same fantasy football league for almost twenty years. I've been to uh, four championships and I've lost all four. So You're trust the Buffalo me, Bills of that league. I literally, it's a punchline at this point. So I know exactly what you mean. Once you get labeled like. You get labeled as a loser even though you made it as far as you possibly could go before yep. losing. It's an unfortunate uh, – it's like, a, you know, people always used to talk about Carl uh, Malone and John Stockton never winning a championship. And it's, you know, it's really just because they were in the era of Michael Jordan. Like that's yeah. that's the thing that really cost them is they just could never yeah. get over that hump with well, those, like that. that they, a lot of people think that 95-96 Sonics team is like a top 20 team ever. They just – we're playing against like a top five or the top yeah. team in the history of basketball. It's always tough when that happens, when there's not like a runaway, not a runaway winner that just dominates teams. I mean, I guess in that case there was, it was the Chicago Bulls, but you well, know. but not, but not, oh yeah, that year there was, but, and then like even the years before that, it's like the, the, they lose to Denver in the first ever one eight. Yeah. <laughs> knockout. I mean the most unlikely, Yeah, the I Rockets win both those, those finals that, that the that yeah. Michael's the Rockets don't get enough credit for like building a super team during that era. Sure, like, they definitely built a super team because that's 90s. like what it was. Cassell, Elijahwan, Drexler was Ori was on those teams, I believe. Yeah, and then like later young... on they they added uh they added Charles Barkley like in ninety yeah. five, and it's like they had they were stacked. Yeah. No, like people always talk about those two 
Rockets teams like they were just forgettable because Michael Jordan wasn't in the NBA, right. which is true. I mean, in a lot of ways, it's like, well, the best player on the planet wasn't playing at that time because he took a break, which is. But I don't know that he would have necessarily beat those teams. Those might have been teams that were equipped to actually beat him. Well, it's also the other thing people forget is we talk a lot about Sam Bowie, but Hakeem, we don't talk about Hakeem Olajuwon getting picked before Michael Jordan because Hakeem Olajuwon was one of the best centers in the history of basketball. Yeah, I, I have a book that I read a long time ago now, probably like 10 years ago, that I found at a bookstore that was just strictly on that draft. Oh, man. The Jordan, the, the you know, it goes Olajuwon, then Bowie, then Jordan, and then a bunch of other random guys. There was actually, like, it was a pretty good draft class. But it's fascinating to just read about how that all unfolds. I mean, Akeem Olajuwon, like, in any other year, he's the a great number one pick. And he was. He was a great number. He's a Hall of Fame basketball player. He's a great number one pick. That year or any year, yeah. it just so happens that the greatest player ever in most people's minds was the number. Well, he's the greatest player to the to the that point. Like, oh, for sure, you didn't have an option to pick LeBron in that yeah. draft or whoever. Yeah, I mean, it's just a different game. I mean, back then everybody was just drafting centers, you know. I, so I want to talk about basketball in a little bit, but I want to sure. I want to cap off the Super Bowl thing. Do you think Patrick Mahomes? Is actually injured because if you, I'm sure you've seen the conspiracy theories <laughs> yeah, that yeah. he's faking it. And what's interesting is, like, I get the gamesmanship thing, where maybe there's something you can yeah. gain from the other team thinking like they're not going to respect your ability to run. And we did see him like decide, uh, you know, a couple huge plays yeah. end up being Patrick Mahomes. I made a I made a comparison. There's been a lot of uh, comparisons made how yeah. Patrick Mahomes runs. I think this one's pretty good <laughs> that I made on Twitter, which is. Uh, he runs like he's running through his living room and his kids left Legos on the floor. <laughs> uh, like he doesn't, it's all like almost like he doesn't lift his feet. It's like real strange. Yeah, he runs weird. He definitely runs a little derpy and he, he yeah. runs like he talks. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just very unexpected. Uh, no, I, I, you know, I think with any athlete, not just pro athletes, but like if you're a person that is athletic your whole life and plays like real sports, organized sports, there's a difference. You see this with, like, people that did not grow up playing sports and people who did. Like, there's just a difference in pain threshold when you are in, like, athletic competition like that. And I think to see, like, a guy like Patrick Mahomes is not faking his grimace in a game. Like, yesterday he gets – he gets or Sunday he gets twisted up. He goes limping off the field, and you can see it in his face that he's in pain. It's like if he was acting in that moment, that's an Oscar-worthy performance. And – that's not going through your mind in the Super Bowl. In the Super Bowl, you're like, I'm just here to win. That the one it. caveat I will give you is soccer. Well, <laughs> yeah. Because those dudes are the highest level athletes and yeah. fake grimaces all the time. I don't but, know what it is with soccer, man. I don't know. It's a different beast. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm kind of in your boat. I think I definitely think like I, I played high school baseball and I uh, would like throw 100 pitches. And then it's like, I remember my teachers, I'd come in the next day and I'd be like, I got to like lift my arm onto the desk so I can write on a piece of paper. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And they'd be like, are you even, is that even like legal? And I'm like, it's like every, you know, you should see the next week's pitcher or whatever, yeah. the next game's pitcher. He's going to be just as fucked up or the yeah. other team's pitcher, I'm sure is doing the same shit. Like yeah. the, um, yeah. And that's like, I mean, that's obviously like a, a very different, yeah. uh, Injury threshold or whatever than than uh, Mahomes or than any NFL. But, but it's a good example. I mean, I, I remember growing up playing sports all the time. When you're playing, it doesn't hurt. It's when right. you, it's the next day or it's after you're done. Like when the adrenaline goes down and you stop, you're like, oh, that doesn't feel 
great. But when you're actually going through it, you just continue. Like that's just what you're used to doing. You just yeah. you want to play, so you're going to keep playing. Like until someone has to literally like force you from playing, you're just going to keep playing. That's just what you do. And yeah. and you you know, it's different. You think, "Oh, these guys are adults now." Like we we think of the if you're an adult, you think of them as like your contemporary, your peer. But you got to remember like Professional athletes are basically just grown-up children. I mean, sure. they're just large children because they've just been funneled through this into like their entire lives have been funneled to this moment where they've just been guided by somebody else and all sure. they know, all they know is that they keep playing until they physically cannot. Mm-hmm. That's really just how sports goes. So, yeah, I don't think uh, those conspiracy theorists are up there with the same people who think Demar Hanlon's body double was there. Look at this guy <laughs> making a segue. It's always uh, makes, makes it a smooth segue when someone yells about it. So I I included a couple of YouTube videos. I don't want to watch them because I don't want to give them like. Uh, there's two conspiracies that are giving me. <laughs> That's crazy. These are the craziest ones. So man. the Demar Hamlin thing's interesting because people are like, I mean, obviously, and I, you know, we are we are on YouTube, so I'm t- terrified of using the V word getting us into but they think that the v word killed him that the nfl vaginas yes vagina the vaginas killed damar hamlin (laughs) the government issued vaginas killed damar hamlin that he uh a body double is now in his place like the movie dave well my favorite one is it's not just the body double one is like well that's silly but then you hear about like you know how many saddam hussein body doubles were there how many fucking There, there's, there is like these are persistent theories. Like, how many Bidens are there out there? Oh, they, they released a new Biden. Have <laughs> you seen those? He's like the class hamster. Yeah, like, I'm not dead. Yeah. He's still here. Yeah, the, um, yeah, it's Stewie Six. Like the we we put our sixth <laughs> hamster with the same name. Uh, I, the one that gets me, and and this is like kind of brings back the fun conspiracy theories to yeah. me. Conspiracy theories used to be so fun and innocent. They were before the internet, especially. Yeah, I even remember in the like infancy of the internet. They are fine. It's crazy that you're like. I think for a long time, I thought that we didn't land on the moon, and the Tupac <laughs> was still alive. And now, what I'll tell you is, I don't think people uh, really want to accept whether or not. Like, I think there's like more attached to it. Yeah. It also always somehow turns around and ends up on the Jews somehow. It always is the Jews. Like somehow. Like Tupac, his it's they gonna do, be the Jews' fault. They, every conspiracy theory, like if you go far enough down the rabbit hole, it just it all stems from like racism. Yes, that's basically what it is. It's like, or you know, just if religion or whatever. This somebody who hates somebody else, and you're like, okay, well that's yeah. not good. So the so the the Tupac and the moon landing, in my opinion, were both uh, innocent enough. I think there's probably with the moon landing, you could get into some sort of like. Um, uh, what's that shit called? Like international relations or whatever. Yeah, the yeah. like what I mean, it's bad for whatever. <laughs> I don't. I actually like. I had an interesting conversation with my in laws about it because I have no like. I wasn't born when it happened, so I don't. Yeah. I don't have any like emotional attachment <laughs> to the moon landing. Been, I would. Yeah, I mean, it'd be wild. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only age where you'd be like, "Wow, you look pretty good for 70. <laughs> uh, the, but like, I'm not. They have like. American pride attached to this. And I'm sure my parents do. I just don't, yeah. we don't have yeah. the, like that kind of relationship for me. I mean, look, I guess the one, I shout out to my mom recovering from the broken <laughs> leg, by the way, you're, I hope you're feeling better. I'm bringing you some chicken tomorrow. So. <laughs> like back then people just believed everything they saw on TV. Cause what other truth, 
did they have? Like, right. They just didn't have anything else that would question that. Yeah. I also, it's, I guess I don't, I never saw the harm and kind of, well, I kind of still don't see the harm. And like, if we tricked the Russians into thinking we landed on the moon, that's fucking awesome. Like, that'd what? be pretty great. Yeah. yeah. They, have, they have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Tupac one feels completely innocent. Like the, the, uh, and I, I'm not sure how far you've dug into that, but there's like, yeah. There's, like, a lot of stuff, like, at least symbolism that, like, points to it. I don't think that – I think he's dead, okay? I think he's dead. <laughs> I mean, every generation has one. There was Elvis, you know. I, I mean, even growing up as a kid, you go to the supermarket, all the National Enquirer-type magazines, yes. they always would talk about Elvis still being alive. Weekly and, World News. Yeah. Him and Bat Boy were yeah. hanging <laughs> <laughs> And our generation's Elvis was Tupac. Yeah. I don't know who the current generation has. There's probably some. I heard a rumor a few years ago about Avril Lavigne. That know, she's dead? She's dead, and uh, she had, like, a personal assistant or somebody that, like, killed. Oh, the, the theory is that that person, like, killed her and then looked enough like her or, like, had some surgeries done to look like her to just take her place. It's like, this is very wild. <laughs> There's a Paul McCartney one. Have you, are you familiar with that? No. no God, it's like, uh, it's like, uh, oh, man, it's like Paul McCartney's dead and somebody took his spot. And they looked enough like Paul. God, who, hold on. Yeah, let me, that, that's a common conspiracy theory at this point. I that Paul like. McCartney's dead? No, just anybody. Like, they died and somebody took their spot. And they've assumed, like, all all facets of their – like the movie Dave. It's literally the plot What of is the, the movie, movie Dave? Dave? You don't know the movie Dave? Oh, man, know. this is uh, – I know the uh, FX – it's uh, uh <laughs> have you seen that no that's very good it. little dicky uh oh yeah little dicky i know little dicky uh dave is a movie from like the mid 90s it's a comedy kind of it's starring kevin klein gotcha and uh the real president has a heart attack and dies while with a prostitute and because it's like an election year or whatever they just want to continue they don't want the they think the vice president is kind of a lame duck so they find this guy, played by Kevin Klein, who looks gotcha. exactly like the current president, and he just replaces him and does a better job, of course. So this is like literally what they think is happening with Biden all the time. Yeah. They're literally just, whether they've seen the movie Dave or not, they are just reciting the plot to the movie Dave. I can't remember who they think took, uh, who they think, it was like, maybe it was like, um, oh man, I, I don't care. There's some, there's like a... Famous singer, they think, took Paul McCartney's spot and, like, okay. became Paul McCartney. Yeah. And he, like, that person died. Yeah. And they think that Paul McCartney actually died, and they made this person assume the, the role. Yeah. These, um, are, these are wild theories. Yes. It's the – I'd like to see – like, that one to me, again, it's like I have no feelings about the Beatles. Yeah. I would love it if that was true. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fucking awesome? It's I also – oh, it's – because the other theory is it's like he's stayed young looking for so long. I think yeah. he looks yeah. old now, but the no they should, gray, they no should, they should look into like Rob Lowe if that's what they're if that's their criteria. Then if you, there's someone you should look into, it's Rob Lowe. He looks like he's 30 still, and he's like 70. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that <laughs> Tom is Cruise wild. would be another one. Man, I saw I was I saw Genie Bus when we were watching that Lakers game. I was just yeah. secretly like ogling Genie Bus. I was like, isn't she old? I thought she was old, and you look her up and she's 61, and you're like. Oh, that's it is the land of plastic surgery. It's a different ball game. Yeah, sixty one when we were kids was 
your grandparents. 61 now, they're still trying they to be influencers. They look younger than 35-year-olds. They're still trying to be influencers, and I, think I respect that. she married that. or is engaged to Jay Moore, comedian Jay Moore. Oh, that's right. I saw that. Jay Moore has never destroyed any marriages, so that should go well. I, I watched the TV show uh, Las Vegas from the early 2000s, which has Nikki Cox as one of its uh, leads. Oh, wow. Yeah, Nikki Cox, who used to be married to Jay Moore. Mm-hmm. She's fallen on hard times. I blame Jay Moore. God damn it, Jay Moore. <laughs> All right. The other one was the uh, Arian Foster thing. And I'm going to pull that up because I think that'll oh, be. Yes. We'll watch as much of it as is interesting. Uh, let's see if we can get there. So, Arian Foster is um, a guy who. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll pause this. Uh, Arian Foster was a running back, University of Tennessee, Houston Texans. I think. I don't think he played after the Texans. Maybe he played another couple of years. Maybe Miami. Did he play in Miami? He might. Yeah, he might have bounced around at the end. He was fantasy relevant for a few years. Yeah, he was, and he was. I. I think he's very. I remember really admiring him because he came out as a guy in playing football in Texas, previously in Tennessee as a as an atheist. Which doesn't sound yeah. that brave, and I was like, I, I just assumed like I'm from Washington. This is like everyone's okay with atheists, and I was down. I was in Houston, yeah, and I was taking an Uber to a comedy show, and I was like talking to this dude who's uh, he's like uh, Uber driver, black dude, showing me all these HBCUs. We're having like this amazing conversation about society and the yeah. way Houston is, how it's different from Washington, all that stuff, and I go. Man, the athlete that I respect the most from here is Arian Foster because in Texas he had the bravery to be an outspoken atheist. And he goes, fuck that dude. <laughs> he goes, we were like agreeing on so much stuff. I was learning about, you know, all the things that white yeah. people are supposed to do. I was doing. And uh, I say this nice thing about Arian Foster. He goes, fuck that dude. If you have that much talent, that's God that gives it to you. This is like, this reminds me of when. Uh, I don't know if you remember this from the early 2000s, but, you know, over the years, many athletes have chosen not to stand for the anthem. It happens. Yeah. It seems like it happens every couple of years. But the early 2000s, the guy was Carlos Delgado, the first baseman for the Toronto Blue Jays. I don't remember him not standing. It was brief, but it was a big deal when it happened. I remember talking about it with people, and this was like a big thing. But for a while there, he didn't want to stand for the anthem. And I was like, well, why the hell should he stand for the anthem? He's not from the U.S. Right. And he plays in Canada. If he doesn't want to stand for the anthem, then, I mean, like, any, everybody yeah. should have the right to not stand for the anthem if that's what they choose. Yes. But the fact that this guy really, you know, by all accounts, had no allegiance to the U.S. Well, yeah. like, well his employer is technically majorly is he, based. Is he from the Dominican Republic? I think he's he might be from Puerto Rico, which technically would be the U.S. But so even he could have then, beef. I mean, he could even have beef, <laughs> like legitimate beef with the U.S. Yeah. That's, we got we to look this up. Where's yeah, Carlos Delgado from? Either way, I was like, this is very questionable as to why you think he should stand. He was from Puerto Rico. Yeah, I mean. Okay. It's a, it's like a it's a U.S. territory that the U.S. <laughs> neglects. Like, <laughs> I, it's like uh, why should this guy stand? It's like people get so up in arms about this stuff. It's like, is it hurting you? Right. Then don't freak out, man. Yeah. Well, I've I mean I've used a lot of uh, vocal cord mileage on on Colin Kaepernick, but uh, what a shame! Like, what a shame! I don't. You know, the the thing is, like that dude's probably like a mid tier starter if he comes back. You know, he's yeah. like not. Not there was it's not like insane to me that he wouldn't be given a twenty million dollar a year contract at the time. I mean now he'd probably get a twenty million dollar a yeah. year contract, but 
It's, Dude, it's great. I mean, we keep talking about Colin Kaepernick, like the way that we remember him as a player when he was first blackballed from the league when he was in his mid twenties. That dude's like in his mid thirties now. Well, of course he'd be bad now. Yeah, I mean, there's no. Well, I probably, mean, I think honestly, probably the best case for him as far as like just pure play goes is Geno Smith. This guy didn't play for how yeah, many years, but he and was, then he comes back at thirty-two and but he, he plays was on a fucking roster the whole time. Yeah, no, I mean that's a huge difference for sure. Yeah. But it it makes a stronger case for a guy who's been out of the game as long as Kaepernick has. Kaepernick's probably maximized his legacy in sports. Yeah. Well, I mean, he could do potentially do great things after, but it does seem like the Kaepernick hype train has left the building. You know. It's well, like, but I'm saying like what he did. Yeah. The stance because. Your your legacy in sports isn't just like I'm not talking about. I mean, not as on and not just as on field legacy. I'm saying like Roberto Clemente mm. has this. If you look at his numbers, he was a very good player for his time, but he's not. He wasn't like an all time great with a super long career. Yeah, he was a very good player who did a heroic social thing. Yeah, and now his legacy includes that, yeah. and I think that like. If Roberto Clemente was not an activist, he'd probably still be a Hall of Famer, but he'd be like a guy like that you don't he's like one of those guys like a Willie Stargell or a or a That's exactly the name I was gonna think. Maybe because he was another well he wasn't. Or he, even, he'd yeah. probably even be like a Willie McCovey. He'd be like oh. you know, like one of those I I'm trying <laughs> he's to think one of the a, Willies. Yeah, he's a uh I'm thinking of um Legends of the Diamond, a game I had on NES. I, had, I, I was against. thinking exactly Willie Starts. That's funny. funny. Uh, but, yeah, like a guy uh, that you're like, oh, yeah, that guy was great. That you're yeah. like like Stan Musial where you're yeah, like yeah, yeah. just a generic, very good Hall of Famer that, whose numbers don't stack up to modern inflated yeah. offense, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think like – so for his legacy, obviously that doesn't translate to hundreds of millions of dollars necessarily. Right. But um, I, I, I respect the shit out of Arian Foster – He's like a counter. Uh, he, I believe him to be like even like Russell Okung, who's a little bit got some kind of like uh, dumb frat bro things. But <laughs> the dude is like going. He's like at least I believe him. You know what I mean? Yeah. I believe Arian Foster isn't. He's like going against the grain of what you're, yeah. is expected of him. I like that. Those guys always like they always have a following until they always do one thing. There's always right. one thing that that. Fucks I feel it like up what hard. Russell Okung did is just have all of his money in Bitcoin and then lose yeah. 60%. Of <laughs> He's it. probably not doing as well financially as he was. He's still doing better than either of us, I'm sure. Yeah. But yes, I'm but, sure that it's, I mean, you probably being a comic and a sports fan, you probably remember John Moffat, the guard for the Seahawks. Of course. Of course. And that was another guy that people are like, ah, oh, he's different. We love him. Yeah. And then he fell off the deep end. He just did one of those, one of those things that you you'd occasionally hear about where you're selling ecstasy in a place like everyone who hasn't, who among us hasn't <laughs> been selling, ecstasy in a While club in Milwaukee. Busted for public urination. I mean, no one gets busted for public listen, urination unless you take the world's longest pee or something. I, I, listen, I'll tell you, if, uh, if if you got caught every time you pissed in public, yeah. I'd be out of a life sentence. As a comic who's out late, I'm sure it happens all the time. You probably still pee in public. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, like, with it, I, you know, I've, within this, the month, or in 2023, I have pissed like four or five times on the side of the freeway or you're like an Amazon driver. Yeah, they always, dude. they always have those articles about how Amazon drivers can't find any place to pee. It's like, dude, you're driving around, just hit up a McDonald's or whatever, man. Like it'll be fine. They're not open when comedy shows get over. That's the problem. <laughs> I, uh, I have a buddy who has a bottle designated in his car, like a, it's like a Nalgene bottle. That's 
Right. Wouldn't you get something you could throw away? Oh, that's disgusting. But it's because the mouth is wide enough. Apparently, he has like a <laughs> no. like a five inch diameter Does cock. Does he have a tuna can yeah, penis? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the is that big? <laughs> can't do this shit with Ashley Ryan, huh? Uh, <laughs> do that. The now I'm never gonna get over the the Nalgene bottle being the piss receptacle. He, I bet Nalgene didn't see that one coming. He should leave a review. He was driving one day, and he goes, he goes, uh, or he was. We were driving to Montana together. He's driving because I'm a, a pretentious headliner, and he was featuring. And uh, he goes, "Can you grab me my water bottle?" And it's I grabbed like, it. It's and like he goes, the plot to Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, he goes, yeah, exactly. And I, and I was, he's like, "Oh no, that's the wrong one." And then I had to get the whole explanation. The only reason I know this is because I grabbed the wrong bottle. It's the one you've been drinking out of. Yes, that's uh, this is <laughs> full of Jess Everett's piss. Actually, it's, uh, it's uh, what I call adrenochrome. That's what he tells me it is. Anyway, I don't know. I don't really know what adrenochrome is, but it's uh, that might get us banned on YouTube. Also, all right, I'm going to play this for a minute. We'll see if. Who's going to come up and, and join the live stream with us and watch the football games for, yes. for championships? So whatever the fuck this is, I think and, it's like uh, a barstool podcast. This looks like a legit Billy podcast. And I got DMs from somebody being like, <laughs> uh, just FYI, Arian didn't watch a second of the football games today. I saw him just eating ramen on the Lower East Side. <laughs> Tennessee hat. <laughs> Yo! Who the fuck? And so me and Billy were like, we know exactly where Arian went. So... <laughs> So Arian Foster has a podcast, by the way, or had a podcast. I can't remember mm-hmm. what it's called. He's got a rap career, Bobby Fino. He's friends with a comic named <laughs> he Steve acted, Hofstetter. He did some acting. Well, what did he act in? Because we were talking he about- He was in Draft Day. He had a significant role in Draft gotcha, Day. I, don't, gotcha. I think he was actually in some other stuff, too. These types of guys, like Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Kyrie Irving starred in a feature film. I, okay. I, Kyrie, I think that. Kyrie Irving has lost his marbles and is kind of crazy now. But I will say- that having watched Uncle Drew in theaters, Kyrie Irving was better than expected. As was every other basketball player that acted in that movie. Way better than expected. They were pretty I good. think actors suck and everyone else would make better actors. Comics, every time you watch a movie where a comic is in it, you're like, yes. God. Even if it's a serious role, you're like, yeah. that's a great, he's doing a great job. You know, I really don't like method actors. Like when I watch Daniel Day-Lewis, I'm Second like. Second episode talking about method actors. <laughs> He tries so damn hard. You're right. like, wow, this is an Oscar-worthy performance. But, God, I know this means everything to him, and I don't like that. I yeah. want I want an actor that walks in the night before he went out to the bar mm-hmm. and was a superstar actor living his life, just having drinks bought for him, hanging out with people, got shit-faced, fell asleep, got like four hours sleep, came in, made his call time, and still made a great feature film. That's the actor I want. Sure. You want uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yes, yes, in the 90s. Yeah, an occasional <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. before he fell off the wagon, much like you fell off the wagon, or I guess before he got on the wagon. <laughs> We're going back to it. You are the insensitive person joking about sobriety, not me. We'll make that clear. You went back to the place that we went back on to the <laughs> What the fuck? Right, A city full of almost 10. Imagine if you, Jesus. So you just How much ramen talk do we need? I couldn't do it. Yeah. That's invasive, man. It's crazy. I get, I get, I get DMs about Billy all the time God, about what damn. he's doing on any given Friday night. Just, it's like a little Batman network. <laughs> just saw Billy at a bar. You think hours eating ramen? <laughs> Jeez, we're still on <laughs> ramen talk. And then it was really boring, uh, especially when the quarterback went out. I'm like, what, what is this? That game sucked. Yeah, this is one of the worst. I'm just not in the mood for football. I'm gonna go get some ramen. Yeah, the second game was good. The Bengals. 
uh, Arian was telling me about how the NFL is rigged and how every year he used to get a script. Yeah. Day one of training camp that would mm-hmm. get dropped off at his locker. Mm-hmm. And you would have to, you know, it was like week one you'll do this. Week two you're going to have a hamstring injury. Week three this is going to happen. Yeah. Week four you're going to get three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And so then you just have to – did you memorize those before the season started or would you go and rehearse the script before every game? Uh, we were really dedicated to it. So it was more so like um, – that's what practice was about. It was about practicing the script. Like, this is what Dude, he's, uh, he's – it's perfect. This referee's going to miss this call. He's so good at yeah, this. They hate you yeah. and they love the call. We know he's a good actor. Uh, WWF, so it's like, you yeah, know, we know what's going to happen. But you just still got to put on a show. Yeah. What did you think when you got the script in 2016 that said your career was going to fall off a cliff? <laughs> <laughs> that was 2015. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Around there. That yeah. was 2015. And uh, oddly enough, yeah, the script writers, it didn't have anything to do with that, actually. Uh, it just had more so to do with um, they needed a change of scenery in Houston. It was time to go. Yeah, it was time to go. So they, they wanted to get everybody out of Houston. That was the ultimate goal. So that that was what that uh, was about. Okay. It, it feels like Aaron Foster is fucking with everybody. No, of course he is. That's this is. <laughs> but the fact that you're even questioning it, I think, is great because it's this is why it's a perfect joke is because yeah. there's like 40% of people who are enough to fuel the tweets about it. Yeah. That aren't don't realize it's a joke. It's that's why yeah. I'm saying he's so funny. Yeah, to just like immediately he's like an improv. Yeah, he's good. That was yeah. good. The way that he handled the questions was like, and you can see it. You can see it in his face. Like if you're watching the video, you can kind of see like he's got a little bit of like that sly look. About yeah, him. he's he's funny yeah. and he's already funny. And this is like the funniest thing an NFL yeah. player has ever done. Yeah, but it it did fuel a lot of speculation. I mean, there are a lot of people. I mean, hey, that's the type of thing that somebody writes about. It gets put online, and then people just see the headline. Right. And then, of course, they formulate their opinion. This is like when a senator retweets an Onion article, like as though it's serious, right? And it doesn't matter. That's like an apolitical thing. Both sides have had fucking politicians get duped by a a satire website. And this is exactly like that. And everybody's because I, I you do kind of like it is kind of like there's a thing where if it's there's a thing about the NFL where we all kind of have to pretend like that these guys aren't getting concussions every week. I mean, yeah, you have to have you have to like compartmentalize a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so it's already like a little bit of that. So the there's a thing in uh, in wrestling called kayfabe. And I feel like, though I don't think football's actually scripted, I do think there's a kayfabe thing where we're like, we're all pretending this is okay, right? We're still yeah. doing that. We're still... Oh, I mean, the NFL trotting DeMar Hanlon out at the Super Bowl yesterday, I was like, oh, it's nice that he's there. But they have him sitting next to Roger Goodell. It's like, this is right. the poster boy for survival at this right. point. Like, he didn't die. He almost died. <laughs> didn't die, right. though. So we're going to trot him out. Like, I mean, it's nice that they gave him that moment, but at the same time, it's like, you're doing everything you can to prove to people, or at least try to convince them that this is okay. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's uh but yeah, shout out to Arian Foster. I I love <laughs> Arian Foster. He's one of my favorite athletes ever. You call Oh, you yeah, you called him the uh the Kyrie Irving of football. <laughs> Just cuz of his acting, that's all. <laughs> it's cuz cuz he's a great actor. <laughs> he's got he's severely anti-Semitic also. He's not. <laughs> uh okay, I want to do I want to end on this a couple golf things, okay. which I don't really want to talk about golf. A lot because I don't know a ton about. I play golf. I don't know a lot about. Yeah. I have, I by the way, I don't know. I road don't know. hacks on YouTube. I have for someone who doesn't know anything about golf, like pro golf. I have a golf YouTube channel uh, that people can check out. That's just me playing golf with mostly comedians. Eventually, I'll get you on it. We'll do this we'll okay. golf on that, film. That'll be interesting. That'll, you, we're not good. <laughs> we're not good. It's okay. 
Um, or you don't have to do it. It's also fine. But I want to talk about, so Kevin Durant, there's kind of a crazy trade deadline. The the yeah. the Nets officially got blown up. At a time, I was like, the Nets are going to be my team until the Sonics come back. And then a couple of years later, they don't have any of the players that I like. So <laughs> I'm once They're again. nobody's team yeah. now. <laughs> Uh, maybe a uh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Kevin Durant gets traded to the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, and he's had like a career that so he goes from obviously he starts his career in Seattle, plays with the Thunder, comes close to winning a championship there, goes to Golden State, wins a championship there, and then is like mercurial, doesn't want to be, yeah, uh, wants to like win one on his own. It seems like, and I, and I could be missing some details on this ends up in uh, in Brooklyn, and now he's in Phoenix. And I just, I feel, lo- it's the only time I felt lucky to have been a Sonics fan, Sonics specifically, is we have, our view of Kevin Durant, I think, in Seattle is usually positive. Oh, yeah. We're like the only city that probably really likes Kevin Durant. Yeah. He's, the, he's the perfect example of, like, live long enough to become the villain. Mm. Like, people don't like him for reasons unknown. Like, there's I don't know if there's a great reason to dislike him, but a lot of people dislike him. If he was in Seattle, by now, he would be as hated as Russell Wilson. Yeah. He would be as hated as Alex Rodriguez. He'd be as hated as people felt about Griffey the moments after he left. Obviously we regained some love for Griffey after a while. And it's, I feel kind of lucky because like we get to view, it's like we get him in a time capsule, right? Where we're like, things would have been different. Probably not. He probably would have fucking been just as, 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 uh, you know, abusive to the fan base or whatever you want to say. Like he would have been just as, just as disappointing to the fan base here. I'm sorry. This is rough to be this far (laughs) apart because I just saw spit fly out of my mouth. Catch it. It's not, we're in HD. Everyone can replay it if they'd like to. But uh, yeah, it's. I feel lucky that we get like we just get the positive. We only get. It's like uh, he like yeah, yeah died young. He it's like he died for young. us. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And for the rest, I mean, p- people get so up in arms about. I mean, the, I think the thing that initially turned people on Kevin Durant is he became the guy that like joined a super team. You never want to be. You can form the super team. You can be Steph Curry and form the super team, but you cannot go to join the super team. That that seems to be a definitive line amongst yeah. NBA fans. And then they just get mad at super teams in general even though for like the last decade plus that's the only way to survive in this league is yeah. to be the super team really. And it's like if you're not, then who are you? You're Damian Lillard or you're Donovan Mitchell and you cannot sell sneakers. You have a signature sneaker, but you cannot sell it. So all these right. people, they respect the idea of you, but they don't actually support you. Yeah, you're like you're like a uh, a punk rock musician that's <laughs> has a day job despite ev- you're like every musician's favorite musician. Yeah. And they're collecting million dollar checks, and you're working at a coffee shop so yeah. you can pay for gas to get out to play in fucking Raymond yeah. Washington. These, these people so, support you with, uh, I don't even know, sentiments. That's yeah. about it. But they don't actually, you don't win. You don't win much. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's fair. Well, the first super team is probably, um, I was thinking about this, probably Shaq coming to LA. Is that the first? I mean, and it's yeah, maybe. I mean, well, he didn't really join anybody. He just came to LA, though. Like when he came to LA, is like, he, did he get there before Kobe did? He got there. This they went there the same year. Okay. But I, I mean, nobody knew what Kobe. Nobody knew was Kobe gonna was going to become. Was, he was yeah. I mean, Kobe. he was. He went there the year that Kobe was drafted. But yeah, I mean, yeah, super teams. I mean, man. I mean, if you think about like the Bulls back in the day, they. I mean, it, it just so happens that they happened to draft 
two of the best. Well, the Sonics drafted Scottie Pippen, I sure. guess. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they happened to acquire through the draft two of the greatest players ever. But you could argue that was even a super team. They just didn't go out and sign free agents. Well, I don't think anyone I don't think anyone begrudges teams for like holding their teams together. It's yeah. it's the mercenary aspect yeah. that they that they and that's no, why that's they true. don't like Kevin Durant and they don't care about Steph Curry because Steph Curry was there. The team got built around him. Right. And Kevin Durant is like latching on. He's he's yeah. riding the, the coattails. Heat, I mean the Heat, obviously. You don't everyone. get mad at the coattails. You get mad at the riders, right? Yeah, that's true. And I, also, like Kevin Durant's probably of all the guys that played on that team is probably like the most gifted player. Yeah, but still is is like the most. I think. Well, I think Draymond Green is disliked more than. <laughs> Reviled. You can't just go around kicking people in the balls. You can do it once. You can do it once and people will give you a free pass. Everyone gets one free kick in the nuts. But you do it like three or four times and people are like, this is a We're, this is a problem. I'm sensing a th- method acting and ball kicking is going to be the real theme of this podcast as we go forward. <laughs> it's like jackass in a nutshell. <laughs> um, do you, okay, I want to I play two things. We're going to start with the boring one and then we'll go, which I, you could argue that if it's a boring thing, we just shouldn't talk about it on the podcast. But I do want to just watch this video <laughs> with you because it made my – I could cut a cigar with my asshole watching this. It's Jordan Spieth making this shot. I think he made it – it was last year. we got to sit through a uh, an ad here. Apparently ESPN Plus, they still have to uh, sit through ads. <laughs> but um, anyway, the, so he's going to make this, like, very daring shot. This He hits this ball here. We'll put it in. So wait until they show like the drone footage. Yeah, there's. Here, I'm gonna start. With it. So this doesn't make it look. This is terrifying. Yeah, he could fall off this cliff. Yeah. I would be pissing my pants, literally. I'd probably tell my caddy to stand closer and grab me if anything goes awry. So, so anyway, the, yeah. they interview him after this, and he regrets doing it. His, his caddy told him not to. He regrets doing it um, for obvious reasons because he was standing at the top of a fucking cliff. I'm scared of heights, so for me, this is like immediately would if yeah. I had done this, it would be the dumbest. There's, I'd probably do it, but I. You think you would do it? Yeah, yeah. It, but 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 well, usually, here's the question though, because they're changing this because. They're moving their line back because people are recreating this shot. They're taking this like risky shot. <laughs> Someone's like, going to die. Right. Someone's going to die trying this shot. Now. Exactly. Yeah. So now, in if you're playing in, and also by the way, this is the Pebble Beach Pro Am. This is not the Masters. This is not the PGA Championship. It's the Pebble Beach Pro Am. Yeah, I get it. And uh, I, I mean, I. It's so, one of those things that like it. It doesn't when you're actually the one doing it when you can't see the drone footage and this dude's like inches from falling off a cliff when he takes his shot like when you when you don't have that angle it doesn't look that bad like i'm sure to him it didn't seem that bad like there's a cliff there but i've got a foot between my foot and the edge of the cliff i'll be fine like i think i let me i think his quote might be later on in this uh um yeah he said uh i think i saved a stroke uh, does the reward outweigh the ri- does the ro- reward outweigh the risk? Not if you think the risk was dying, but also <laughs> not if, if you think the risk. That's a pretty big risk. 
Also, I felt I could whack it over the water with a seven iron and get up near the green. And I thought up near the green would be easier hitting a seven iron from than from ten yards back. I'm okay, like, can I tell you the most annoying thing about golf, real quick? Yeah, go ahead. it's how every golfer likes to explain their shot in excruciatingly yes. boring detail. It's like, what happened? Well, I had a par, but that's not the end of the story. They go on for fifteen minutes about how they got the par. I don't give a shit. No one gives. So a shit. So should I keep reading this whole thing? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, I keep going. <laughs> so anyway, that's just like I the the shot itself. Uh, what is the dumbest thing? What's the like biggest risk you've ever taken in sports? I mean, uh, by the way, last I'm going to tell you Probably mine the because, sack tap last yeah, okay, week. I was going to say that's that is flirting <laughs> with danger. Because mine is, I remember the guy. I actually, anytime I do comedy in Enumclaw or Buckley, Washington, mm-hmm. I say his name to see if people know who it is. Okay. Because I threw a ball at a guy named Tyler Slauson's head when I was playing high school baseball because he was a dickhead to our team. Don't get me wrong, but. <laughs> I threw a ball at his head, which is dangerous for him and dangerous for me because I actually hit a guy once in a in an invitational tournament, mm-hmm. and my uh, my baseball coach at the time was this dude. His name was Mr. Cooper. He went by Mr. Cooper. He wasn't not the Mark Curry. Not one. hanging with. No, there but, will be no hanging with this Mr. Cooper. But he was he specifically went by Mr. Cooper in the staff directory. It said Mr. Cooper. People found out his first name and went. If you called him by his first name, you were like suspended, basically. But this dude was the man. He's he actually passed away uh, f- uh, five six years ago. So you piece of shit for laughing at him. Wow, oh, I'm uh, sorry. But he, I threw a curveball, like a big swinging curveball that hit a guy in the back. Yeah. Like it was so slow that I was like, oh, I I didn't even consider the guy could be mad, and that my coach <laughs> like cut him off charging the mound. Yeah. And but Tyler Slauson, I threw a fastball at his head on purpose. I was yeah. trying to hit him in the head. <laughs> I missed, or he dodged it. Whatever. But uh, that's probably the most dumb thing I've ever done. Sack tap is like, I think, that's like throwing a punch in a baseball game. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's pretty much right up there. I Man, most of the dumb things I've done uh, have been at the rec league level. When I was in high school, I was pretty straight and narrow. Uh, in a flag football game in college, uh, we were playing a frat team, and it was – it wasn't like the good frat, like the mm-hmm. athletic frat. It was the annoying frat. And sure. their quarterback was just, I mean, he was the worst. He was just talking, but he wasn't very good. But he was he just wouldn't stop talking shit. And about towards the end of the game, we had a big enough lead that I was like, I can comfortably get thrown out of this thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just noticed this camera's off. Uh, so I, I'm the only one being found? Is I that what you're telling so. me? That's a... Uh, that's how it goes. Come on. That's how it goes, I guess. We're going to get you over. We'll get the <laughs> we'll splice together the together the footage. Let me look at this real quick while we Yeah, yeah. But go ahead and I, I can hear you still. Okay. Yeah. So, I uh I decided I was going to tackle this guy in a flag football game and he was their quarterback, so it worked out great. I was just on the defensive line. I got into a situation where I you know, in flag football, I had a free release. That's as free of a release <laughs> as you can get in flag football. No one really blocks. But I just laid this dude out. I mean, I hit him with everything I had. I just put everything I had into it. It was a dick move. I'm not going to lie. Because you never see it coming in flag football. So you're not – like, I'm sure he saw me running towards him and, like, like okay, he might get my flag, but that's about it. And I just, like, leveled this guy. And I'm a, bi- I'm a pretty big dude. Even back then, sure. like, I was – I hit him hard. And he was pissed. And he came up th- swinging. He was throwing punches as soon as he got up. And, you know, we both our teams separated us. I was immediately ejected. I earned it. Like, I knew I was yeah. going to be ejected for this, but I was 
a couple of guys on my team were very disappointed in me. Rightfully so. A couple guys said it was the most awesome thing they'd ever seen. So I was like, I, you know, everybody's happy. I can't guess. win them all, you know. Can't, no, can't you win can't. over every constituent. No. <laughs> That's probably the dumbest thing I've outwardly done besides the sack tab. Gotcha. All right. So now the last one, dumb thing at a sporting event is, uh, so th- this is like a crazy. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. Jesus. What the fuck? We gotta turn the volume down. Oh my god! Uh, this is at the Waste Management ah, Phoenix yes. Open. A great crazy sport. Yeah, uh, Phoenix, great place to be in February. Yeah, um, the Waste Management is notorious. I've had a lot of friends who have gone as spectators to this thing, and they say it's just—it's like if a tailgate took over an entire sporting event. Sure. Basically, yeah. So, okay, so we're gonna watch this streaker. Because oh, yeah, this is the, do you remember, we've had this like <laughs> interesting window of where streakers used to be, they would televise them. Yeah. And then as though they were serial killers, they're like, we don't want to, ha- we don't want to promote this behavior. So we're not going to show them on TV. Yeah. It's and weird. then what happened after that is everyone has phones. So we're all going to see, not only are we going to see the streaker, we're going to see 15 different angles <laughs> and we're going to see his actual cock. We're not going to see it here, but like in, in real life or on the internet, you can find like... <laughs> So it says 19th hole. He's wearing like a denim Speedo. As far as streakers go, he's definitely good. He's, he's crushing good. it, He's dude. a good streaker, man. Mullet, sunglasses. The 19th hole is, I, when I first saw this, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. And then, have you ever seen a streaker evade security this well? Dives into the water hazard. Belly flops into it. Yeah, fair. Yeah. He's not getting a high score on that dive. <laughs> but then you're like, a, you're a cop at this thing, right? You're like, I get the, the cake cop gig. Yeah. I get to go watch a fucking golf tournament from closer than any fan. It's could. probably a lot of alcohol enforcement sure. as a cop at this thing. Yeah. Sure. But no, you're probably not going like, Am I going to have to dive into this fucking pond? You, you kind of just wait. Yeah, at that point. You're like, I wish I'd. Yeah. Could just wait for him to get out. Is there an event, an amount of money? What would make you streak? I mean, I would need my bail paid for first. Of all. I need all the prison fees, all the, uh, all the, any court fees, anything that would have to be paid for. And then I need to pocket like tens of thousands, tens of, tens thousands. of thousands. That's all it would take. Sure. Well, because, <laughs> because you're already like, you've been featured on the Mariners. Uh, jumbotron as a oh, super yeah. fan so like yeah. all of your all of your uh i feel your... like i got tricked into that oh that's <laughs> i think we should play that we, can no, we play that? No, we <laughs> no dude i you know the thing about just that is a good streaker that's a funny like everyone enjoyed that even the cops have like kind of like a grin on their face as yeah. it's happening now it, you're right though the tv broadcast man they treat every streaker every field runner like they are an international terrorist yeah and they exactly. have like everything when they're not showing it they have to talk like this is the worst thing that's ever happened to them yeah. they personally are scarred how will they explain this to their children also this streaker found the perfect event to streak at because if you streak <laughs> at a football game there's a chance yeah. there's going to be a fucking strong safety that takes you out. Yeah, that dude but, got laid out by Bobby Wagner earlier yeah. this season. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you're going to have fucking Scotty Scheffler yeah. sticking you 
with good form. <laughs> I mean, it'd be pretty. I mean, I, mean, I would watch awesome. that if a golfer just took out like his six iron and just destroyed <laughs> this guy, like just hit him right in the nuts. That would be high entertainment. 